Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. Today, I have a very, very, very special interview, possibly the most special ever, with my friend Kelsey, who just so happens to also be a former client of mine. Kelsey changed my life. She started working with me pretty much when I opened my doors, so to speak, um, as a coach, and she has just completely surrendered and she was and is such a pleasure to know and it was incredible to coach her so she is awesome and I was so grateful that she was willing and excited even to be on the podcast um so I love Kelsey Kelsey you're probably going to listen to this and just know that I have so much love and so much respect and so much gratitude for you so Thank you so much for being such an integral part of my coaching career and just my life. Um, So Kelsey talks about her recovery journey and her recovery journey is, of course, a little different than everyone's, right? Everyone's recovery journey is different. Um, So she talks about her, her own story and she also talks about OCD and how that kind of Um, intersected with her eating disorder recovery and then where she's at now and we just have a really fun like candid conversation and we can relate on a lot of levels so I think you'll really enjoy this episode Uh, without further ado here is Kelsey and I's interview hi Kelsey how are you hi Kate I'm doing well thank you so much for inviting me on yeah you're welcome you are such a you were such a and are such an integral part of my coaching business it means so much to me um and i now obviously now consider you a good friend so thank you for being here it means a lot to me um so let's chat i feel like i've been wanting to have a client on an old previous client on for a while and of course kelsey offered right away (laughs) i like posted on my story i was like if if any of my old clients would be interested and i was like yeah of course, Kelsey's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for you. So it was so sweet. Um, but yeah, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself, uh, just like Kelsey, who you are today, 2020, 2020. Oh my God. Don't talk about 2020, Kelsey, (laughs) 2022, Kelsey. I'm like, uh, 2020 Kelsey was pre working with Kate. So probably not the best. Um, uh, no, um, well, what do you want to know? I'm, Just tell my audience like about yourself. Like if you were to introduce yourself to okay. somebody, I don't know, whatever you want to share. Um, so I, as you know, I'm Kelsey. Um, I live in Los Angeles and I am 31 years old. Forgot. Once you get Same. to a certain age, it's Same. like you forget. Same. Anyways, um, I am a wine educator um, and I am currently in school to hopefully do business? I don't know. I, I know I'm yeah. 31. I can know what I'm doing, but I'm just, what? I'm going with it. Yeah. I'm just seeing what happens. And that's, yeah. that's literally the way I live life. And I also am considering getting a business degree and 
So we'll see. Maybe I'll be 31 and be in the same spot as you. Sans wine educator. I don't <laughs> think that's my calling. It's so cool. It really is cool. Like, um, regardless of what you're going to end up doing, like you, if anyone is interested in learning about wine, you really know what's up. I do. I, I, I don't like, you know me, I don't like, like, tooting You're my very own humble. Horn. <laughs> but I, I put a lot of, um, a lot of study into it. So, um, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't really drink wine. Like, so I haven't had it in a while. Well, you don't drink that much to begin with. Yeah, but I, I enjoy a glass of, like, red wine. Or even, like, I've been liking a dry white wine. Oh, I love a dry white really? wine. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna... Do you want to give my audience a good dry white wine? The, well, there's so many factors here. I know. That was a really hard... Okay, like... <laughs> Let's say somebody like somebody like me who does doesn't have a single brain cell that knows about wine. <laughs> what would you say? Oh my god. Um, well, you can never go wrong with a dry Sauvignon Blanc from like France. Sancerre is a good one. Okay. Oh my god. Excuse my accent. I feel I- <laughs> elevated right now just by you saying that. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Excuse your accent. What do you mean? I. I'm not good at um, my French accent, which is funny because I do speak French. Yeah. So what do you, what can you expect? That's too much of an expectation yeah. to be like a native English speaker, right? And then yes. have a French accent. See, so look at you, Kate, always coming in to <laughs> remind myself that I don't need to be perfect. Yeah. Um, well, we all, I feel like all of us struggle a little bit with perfectionism. Um, tell me about your journey with food and body go into as little or much detail as you want so i um i as a child i was a dancer um and so i grew up dancing and uh, i like spent like 20 hours a week at the dance studio so i was really into it um and i don't I don't know, like at the time, it didn't seem like it affected me so much about my body image, but later down the road, when I look back at it, I um, I can remember being dissatisfied with the way my body like performed. It wasn't a size thing, really. It was just like frustrated not being perfect because I didn't have like the hips or the feet. I think that did have a, an effect on me. Um, and also I, I was a very um, particular child, I would say, um, very anxious. Now I know that it was OCD, but you know, back then it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, sorry, uh, digress there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically I developed my eating disorder, um, I would say when I was like 15. Um, that's when I, I started restricting um, and it progressed pretty quickly. And then I, um, my school forced me to go into treatment um, and I went into treatment for a month and it was horrible. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to say that to scare people no, off say of treatment. It. I mean, yeah, because it was because I didn't want to get better. Totally. So I, I just did what I had to do to get out. 
So anyways, I was fine, whatever, coasting, mm -hmm. you know, like you think you're fine because you've been worse. Oh, 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, basically kind of like that for a long time. Um, I know I'm obviously skipping over a lot, but I don't think details really matter here. Um, but what happened, I've been in and out of treatment, um, never really wanting recovery, even like when I thought, oh yeah, it'd be nice to be recovered. I didn't actually want it because I didn't want to have to do the things that you have to do mm -hmm. to be recovered. So it's actually, it's interesting that I'm on this podcast because um, I think it was 2020 actually yeah. um, when I, I don't know what it was. Um, so I, I didn't get an Instagram until like 2018. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> You're so cool off the grid. <laughs> so, no, no, so like I didn't know that there was like literally an account for like everything. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. And and then somehow I I came across like recovery accounts and I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And I was I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't really into him. I was like, eh, this mm -hmm. isn't really selling me on recovery. But then somehow I um came across your account. And I saw your story and I saw that like a lot of our story was similar, our body and eating disorder journey. Um, and then I saw you had a podcast and uh, I started listening and Whoa. literally like I, you, you were like the first, like, I don't know. It was the first time that I thought maybe I could be recovered because I just thought oh. it was impossible. But then like hearing your story on the podcast and I was like, okay, wait, she's there. Like if she can do it and also so publicly, I could not do it publicly. Mm -hmm. um, it really gave me hope. And so I decided to dabble in recovery. <laughs> you know, like, I love this version of Kelsey who no I don't love the version of Dabbles and Recovery I mean I love all versions of Kelsey but I love when you say this like this is like on brand for you right yeah, now yeah it really is yeah so <laughs> um yeah I like I basically I was like okay yeah I'll do this recovery thing but I'm I'm not gonna gain weight mm -hmm. which you know yeah. it's not it I mean it's not about the weight or whatever but you can't if you're worried about that that's not real recovery I mean yeah you you will be worried about it but you know what I mean like mm -hmm. like that's like a non-negotiable for for that was a non-negotiable for you and for me and for maybe some people a lot of people listening so it's like you gotta accept that yeah I don't know if I like I just I'm really not inspiring people right now but no you are um, this is very real I I the thing is is I don't remember exactly when it was, but it's more like I, ha I had to go through like the actions of thinking I wanted to be recovered and like doing the hard stuff. And then like somewhere in there, there was a shift yeah. where I really did want it. I think that's very real and very inspiring and very relatable. Like I don't, I think so many people are like, I'm looking for a sign or I'm looking for this like 
major shift and recovery is experience. So much of recovery is like experiencing the quote uncomfortable, the comfortable, the I'm like half-assed version of it. Like it's all, it all matters. Yeah. I mean, and it's so interesting because you go from, well, I go, I went from uh, when we first started working together. I don't even remember when that was. Yeah. It was like when you first became a coach. End of 2021, probably. Yeah. um, Yeah. When we first started working together, like Kate was like, okay, well, you know, I would challenge you to have breakfast with your coffee instead of having coffee before breakfast. Okay, that's cute. I'm acting like I had breakfast, you know, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I was like, is she insane? Like, I like I was, you know, like I literally like thought it was going to be really hard and it, it was for a little bit. And then there came a time when like, it was like a couple months later and Kate was like, oh, so how, I've been meaning to ask you, like, how's the breakfast thing going? Mm-hmm. And I, it was then that I realized I was like, oh, I, it's just like normal now. Like I can't not have, bre- like I wake up and I'm hungry and I eat breakfast. Like, it's just, what do I, like, what I do now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it kind of evolved Oh, I don't know. I'm it not... just became less. Well, one of my clients kind of said this uh, recently. She was like a lot of what, what she said was a lot of her eating disorder journey realizations were that like a lot of her fears were kind of like self-fulfilled prophecies in a way where she like told herself she was really scared of it. And it's very valid. Like you are scared. But the fear, the fear is so much like louder than the acceptance of it. Like when you just accept it or like you integrate it into your life and it becomes normal, it becomes normal. So it's, I don't know. It just, I understand what you're saying. Like the fear is just like loud compared to actually doing it. Like, like I said, lived experience, you obviously decided to be like, okay, this is going to be really hard. But one day you were like, probably after a session, you were like, I'm going to have breakfast um, and my coffee or, you know, breakfast before coffee. And I mean, honestly, I just didn't want to go back the next week and tell you I didn't Totally, which is valid, which is so valid. Like, I first, thank you, you know, thank you. I mean, I'm never disappointed in my clients. Like, I'm never like, oh my gosh, how dare you? I'm so mad at you. But I'm like, I am going to ask you. <laughs> no, I think I think something that's important to remember in, in like, the journey, um, something that really made the biggest shift for me was like realizing that this whole journey is not just like about recovering from an eating disorder it's like coming into your own and that's something that we worked on a lot was like my confidence not that I'm like confident like you know what I hold up you're not confident (laughs) (laughs) well you know I mean I think I don't think anybody's like confident all the time and I feel like that's like maybe a misconception like oh I'm gonna be recovered and I'm gonna feel great all Mm -hmm. the time and I'm gonna love my body and this and that and Mm -hmm. there are like there are a lot of moments of that but you know we're also human and I don't know anybody in this world who doesn't have like an off day of course I like showed up to your apartment and, and I was like ignore the scab on my face you know and like it's like because I picked up my pimple and and like I'm insecure about it. Like, I'm going to just be honest. Like, I'm insecure about it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. Yeah. But it's okay. Like, the difference between, 
you know, maybe my old ED archetype self would be like, I'm not going to leave the house because I have a little scab on my face. And now I'm like, no, I'm not even going to like put makeup on it. It's just going to look it, worse. It actually, no, it, it doesn't even look like a scab. It looks like you have like a beauty mark. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> a beauty mark. Thank you so much. I'm going to start telling myself that's what it is. It um, is. It's a beauty mark. But yeah, I like, I like what you, I like that. Yeah, I agree. I apologize. I didn't really dive in and give you the no, answer. No, don't apologize. I, this is the answer I wanted. Whatever you felt like saying, that's why I left it so open, up in the air and open. Um, okay, so tell me how your eating disorder journey is different from maybe like what you see in mainstream recovery. Yes. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know you care about this. <laughs> I really do. So um, my journey, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to like relate to it, honestly. Mm -hmm. The thing about like a lot of what you see, like recovery accounts and stuff. I mean, they're great. I, I like I totally um, think that, you know, everybody's journey is valid and, and stuff. But a lot of times I feel like it it just looks like easier on the surface mm -hmm. um and it recovery's a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of downs. you can be specific if you want <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to hold back girl uh, yeah but so weight and body size it was so much focus on that and so much focus on the food and yeah that's part of it but like i said really the biggest thing of my journey has been like valuing myself because that's really what it was is I wasn't taking care of myself because I didn't value myself and once I decided that I was worthy I put in the effort and it was hard it was very hard um, and it took a lot long, long time um, <laughs> but I, I, it's just the emphasis on the weight and the food that drives yeah. me bananas. Same. Yeah. That's, that's why I stopped doing so much like food challenges, which I mean, they're super valid and like, I love them. I'm like actually doing one right now on Instagram, <laughs> but like, you know, you can have pizza every single day, but until you kind of extend the, that outside of your recovery, you're just left feeling full of pizza. You know, you kind of yes. have to be like, why do I not, like for you, like why wasn't I waking up and having breakfast and having my, you know, why, why, why wasn't I? And it's like kind of like silly, maybe feel silly to be like, I'm not doing this because of my self-worth. Like I understand that that can be like kind of cringy, yeah, yeah. but it's true. Like we have to accept the fact that the eating disorder is on the surface and of course it is about the food and it's not about the food, yeah. right? Like, so it's about the food. Like we did tons of food work mm -hmm. together, but a lot of our work was like, let's just talk about how else in your life, like your eating disorder is like reflecting. It's like a big mirror to it really is. Like other areas of your life. Like, tell me more about OCD. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I, I need, yes, we need the info. Um, so, the OCD was really a big, big um, influence or factor in my eating disorder. Um, and I, 
I still struggle with OCD. I will, I, I won't lie. I do recover. <laughs> I do consider myself recovered from the anorexia, but the OCD is another, another story. So we're still working on it. Um, but anyways, um, a lot of it's about control. Um, and I have, I mean, I'm sure everyone with an eating disorder has like obsessive thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. and then my compulsion was to restrict and it, it just made me feel safe, even though it, it didn't actually, I thought it did. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just such a ingrained pattern. It was something I just did for years and years and years. Mm -hmm that I believed it, like I need to do this because I'm having these thoughts. Um, now, something I will say, which is not really on the lines of the question you asked here, but um, there is something about being, um, feeding yourself uh, and getting like proper nutrition that I really do believe affects your like brain chemistry. Um, which I, I never really believed before, like, oh yeah, well, you have to gain weight before you can do the work. Mm -hmm. For me, being like nutritiously fulfilled, whatever, I, um, that actually really helped with the obsessive thinking. Really? Yeah, so it sucks, guys, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta feed yourself. Yeah. It only sucks too until it doesn't, until you're like, oh, life, like you said, like it sucks until you're like, oh, I'm having less obsessive thoughts. Like my life is getting better. And recovery is such a damn paradox where we, I mean, but seriously, it's a paradox where like it can feel really uncomfortable and it can also be like really comfortable at the same time. So uh, that's really interesting. I don't have OCD and um, so I don't, and I don't have like training in OCD or anything like that. Um, so it's really nice to hear like how it is integrated in, into your life. Do you feel like you will recover from OCD? Is it something that most people have to like manage or like what is your outlook on it, it if you want to share? Oh yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, the way you treat OCD is very similar. Well, it's exactly how we treated my eating disorder was like exposure mm -hmm. um, therapy. And so in theory, yes, you, you could recover. I, I do believe a lot of people recover from OCD. Um, my, my problem is that I have, I have like, so there's like different types of OCD mm -hmm. and I like have almost every single category wow. of it. Yeah. Um, and so like I'll work on one thing and another thing will pop up. It's like whack-a-mole, um, you know, like- Not the fun type. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I know that I have gotten a lot better. Yeah. I think it's something that I've, it's more that I've accepted. Um, I know I always will run anxious and especially this, the pandemic has been really, really hard for me um, because I do have a contamination OCD. Um, and so it's been like a really big constant exposure. And I have noticed that I have improved, um, but I, I don't know if I will ever consider myself recovered from OCD, but I, I do, I do think my quality of life is a lot better. Good. I think that's really cool. It's really real. 
you're so freaking cool. Like you're just, no, seriously, you're so right. Like I can't, I can't empathize with you as much as I would love to right now, but I can empathize with you enough to be like, wow, you're right. It's been like two years or what, maybe even even freaking three years yeah. these days. I don't even know how long has it been <laughs> of constant exposure therapy. Dang. Amazing. Um, okay. What were some, if you don't mind sharing, what were some like key moments in your recovery journey from the eating disorder and OCD maybe um, that you feel like is worth sharing? Okay. Um, well, the biggest, uh, I guess the biggest one was actually deciding to try recovery no matter what the results were. Because I would, you know, I would dabble in it, as I like to <laughs> there say. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, as soon as, like, my body would change or, you know, stressors in life would happen, then I'd just, like, go back and not, I'd be like, okay, recovery is not for me. Mm. Um, but when I turned 30, there, I, I don't know why, I, it's because it's just a number, but in my head it was, like, a big turning point, and I realized... I've had this for half of my life and I don't want to go another 15 years and like still be where I am right now because I didn't like try to see what could happen, mm -hmm. you know, because I always quit before like you get to the other side because it's, it gets a lot harder mm -hmm. and worse before it gets easier. But I promise it does get easier even though I, I wouldn't believe myself if I was listening to this like a year ago. So take what you want from that. <laughs> but um, the biggest thing is deciding that to try even when it gets hard to keep going. And I, I, um, I know Kate's not going to love this because she's very humble. Um, <laughs> but I do think as she was really instrumental for me Aww. because like, I always had her support. So like when I did feel unbearable, she was there to like encourage me. And, and yeah, I did slip back a few times and you never judged me. You're like, mm -hmm. Hey, I've been there. You're like, mm -hmm. girl, <laughs> I get it. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that was like a really helpful thing was having somebody who had been through it and is on the other side. And just so that I knew that, okay, I will get there, but you have to keep going. That's mm -hmm. the problem. You have to keep going. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kelsey, thanks for the shout out. It makes me really happy. Thank you. And I remember some of our sessions, I was like, Coach Kate, like I was like, Kelsey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have to talk. And you really did the work. You know what I mean? So giving yourself credit where credit's due. We can give each other credit and yeah. appreciate each other because I do remember there were a few yeah, moments. There was some where you There were was some sessions where I like logged off and I was like, ooh, I, I got to text her and be like, sorry for the emotional uh, hangover that you might feel. But I really, I, you know, I try my best to kind of like feel it out. And there are some times where I feel like we need just like someone to hear us. And there's other times where I feel like we need somebody to be like, I know this is hard, but I know that you can keep doing this. Like, I don't have a doubt in my mind. I didn't, I never doubted that you were going to do it. So it's like, sometimes you just need someone to really. Yeah. You push your me. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, 
because I, I like to I like to joke around and kind of stay away from the deep stuff even though it's like yeah I'm paying for the service but I don't really want to do the service right now let's be friends and mm-hmm. then and I'm like tell me uh let's like let's go back to that one topic that you just glazed over that seems like a big deal and you're like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's really good. I actually remember, <laughs> I remember in your intake, um, you probably don't remember this, but I remember asking the question, what's the, like, what's like a lesson that you've learned from your eating disorder so far, if you have any, and you were like, um, I think it was like, I can do really hard things. And so that was something I remember like saying to you a lot. And I love that. That's like one of my favorite, it's something I'm implementing in my life right now. It's like, it's kind of incredible how much more we can bear than we think we can. Mm-hmm. And I think the eating disorder tells us like, you can't bear this weight, like well, literally, figuratively <laughs> and whatever, metaphorically, I don't know all the words, but you can't bear it. You can't, um, you can't cope without this coping mechanism. And in reality, like in the moment, you might not believe that you can, but if you at least try mm-hmm. and like build up that, all those times that you try and see like, okay, it's sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and it's, it's better and whatever. Like, just like you said, just keep going. Like I always tell my clients, like, let's just try for one more month. Like, look, you know how to have, we know how to have eating disorders. Yes. We know we can do it. So if we really, really wanted to go back, okay, we can, which is not something maybe I should be saying as a professional. It's it's something I will say like that actually was always, something that helped me to keep going was okay i can i can go back i know how to you know how to i know how to be sick yeah so if it doesn't get better then i can go back and you haven't i know i can't believe it i can <laughs> i'm i'm so i just saw like your whole life really not your whole life but like i saw so many aspects of you just really found your voice and like you releasing control, I feel like was, it was, I, I knew it was hard. Like I could tell it was hard. I mean, that's a part, I don't like being out of control too. Like I understand, you know, so <laughs> everyone wants to be in control. And I feel like watching you kind of step in and like find your voice and speak your mind was so cool. Well, and I love too that you, you were the one that like was like, um, Kelsey, I don't think we need to work together anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And we like got, we like met up at a coffee shop because obviously we both live in LA. And I was like, I think it's time to stop. And you're like, are you sure you're sure? And I'm like, I really do. Like, we can just be friends now. You know, we don't, we don't need to keep paying me. (laughs) And um, I'm so glad I did. Like, you seem like life is going, you know, okay and yeah you're, you're doing you're doing great I'm doing things. things you're doing the things <laughs> let's say someone's listening and they're in quasi recovery which is what is quasi recovery? <laughs> by the way it's like when you're halfway committed or when yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. committed but you don't want to do x like gain weight or yeah. challenge or whatever what would you want to say to somebody that's in that spot right now and they're kind of like wanting to dabble yes in real oh, recovery that's such a good question and uh, I wish I had like a good answer. It's okay for if you it. don't. Um, I don't have a good answer. That's why. No, I, asked. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, I, cause that is such a hard spot to be in, and I, I think like a lot of people find themselves in that spot where it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine because I've been worse, mm. and 
It's okay. This was something you told me. Oh, that no. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really like I don't know why it had such a big impact on me. Was you you like I was like oh yeah, but I'm a lot better than I used to be. And you're like, okay, but you're surviving. We want you to thrive. And like, I don't know why, it always stuck with me, like survive versus thrive. I remember this. You were like, you need to put that on a shirt, trademark it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Because I think that's just, I think imagine, just imagine the feelings of like thriving, I guess. It's probably hard to imagine. No, I, I love that. Yeah. So tell me, like, obviously you don't have to go into specifics, but like what areas of your life were you kind of like unable to thrive in or like unable to see how the eating disorder was like holding you back, if there's anything specific? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just like the spontaneity okay that's Mm -hmm. one i was not able to be spontaneous like okay yeah i'm like eating well i never really had like an exact meal plan but i like i had general guidelines and like okay yeah i'm fulfilling those but like say you know a friend called me up for lunch this didn't really happen i've I've Um, anyways, say like I, you know, held an impromptu invitation to go out to lunch. That would throw me in the past. It, it, that would be something that I'd be like, uh, I need, like, I didn't prepare. I didn't, didn't look at line at the menu. I was going to say, what do you mean prepare? Look online, <laughs> comp- compensate. <laughs> and, um, now like I'm, I'm able to be spontaneous and like not even just with food, just like in general. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun on the other side. Like truly, if anyone out there is listening, yeah, like it's going to be really, really, really hard. But like Kelsey said, it gets worse before it gets better. But when it gets better, it gets better. It really It gets way better. And it feels good to like have freaking autonomy over your own life and be like, here's what I want and I'm going to get it. And I feel like when we have eating disorders, like you said, it's this like, it's this false sense of control that's not real. So of course it gets harder before it gets better because you break down those walls and you realize like, I haven't really been in control all those years and the eating disorder wasn't really like real control. Mm -hmm. It was like control in this one area of life that like, just doesn't really make your life better anyways so yeah it's interesting to kind of like transcend i also think um something that would be helpful maybe to somebody in quasi recovery right now is something that always held me back was body image i feel like that's one of the hardest Mm -hmm. things to work on in recovery um and i i Uh, for me at least it actually was just like i needed the time to um to feel i'm not saying this right i needed the time to get used to my new body yeah because it it, like it just feels so foreign and Mm -hmm. i just needed that time and now that it's been some time um i like yeah i don't have perfect body image but like 
I, it's not the way I imagined it was gonna be. I, I don't. The amount I can eat that I didn't realize all these years I could eat. Yes. It's like, oh, so it's, many wasted, wasted brunches. Oh, the delicious, I know, right? All we can do is look to the future <laughs> yes, though. Yes, yes, But you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's pretty incredible how much um, we can eat. I know there might be men listening to this podcast. I'm going to assume based on my analytics, it's mostly women, people who identify as women, whatever. Um, we can eat a lot. Mm -hmm. We need to eat a lot. We need yes. to eat a lot more than we're like told in school, even without the eating disorder. I'm like, I think that we are chronically under eating as women. Yes. Um, you know, obviously not everyone, but the people who are listening to this podcast, I can as mostly assume that like, there is a lot of under eating happening. And when you have like a healthy metabolism, that's not like, I think so many people are like, I'm going to be in this when it comes to weight restoration. So many people, almost all of my clients and myself were like, I'm going to be in this spot forever. And it's just going to keep going and going and going. And like, all I think about is food and the difference between my eating disorder self and my like recovery focused self is that I'm actually eating, but I'm still thinking about food all the time. It doesn't matter. So it's like, it's not going yeah, away, yeah. but it will, it will. And your body has this innate weight uh, regulation yes. system that will get turned on. And um, I think a huge part of the weight restoration journey that I want all of my clients to accept and hopefully just, well, A, taking it day by day. Like so many of my clients are like, well, what if I'm this amount of weight and i'm like you're not though and you've never been that and if you have like you still had an eating disorder back then most likely so mm -hmm. it's like taking it day by day and also just accepting like those like 5 10 15 pounds of letting your body find where it wants to be and like not being so rigid i mean i to scale oh my gosh we, we you broke the scale oh, yeah that was a huge great that was a great moment yeah yeah i don't rec i'm not saying i recommend weighing yourself um, I don't recommend that for most yeah. people, including Kelsey. I was like, you got to get rid of that thing. I think it's also important to accept that, okay, Kate and I are sitting here and we both consider ourselves recovered. Um, but that doesn't mean like our body's not changing. Like it's going to change yes. our entire lives. Like, oh, I love that. You know, like, cause I feel like there's like this misconception, like, oh, once you're an adult, you're supposed to like have the same body. Like, I mean freaking magazines like oh maintain your body like maintain you're not supposed to maintain we're supposed to age mm -hmm. like we're so, like that's part of life and so yeah i think that's important to accept that you're like just because like you're gonna recover but like that's not gonna be your body forever your body can get stay the day totally yes yeah, so many people with eating disorders i'm saying this because it was me feel like there's like some destination and it's like a harsh reality when you realize like you can't rely on weight. Yes. Like you can't rely on it. And like, you just have to kind of be okay with having a body that changes. And there's so many different like phases of life where you have, and, and weight is so complex. Like there's literally countless factors that are involved in how your weight is like reflected on a day. Like it is unbelievably complex. Um, and I also feel like so many people forget that you're not just gaining like visceral fat, yeah. like your brain is getting bigger. Your blood supply is increasing. Like your 
fluids, this is kind of getting a little anatomical here, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like your heart is getting bigger. Like everything is like, you're just, and, and, and another thing I love to say is like, what, <laughs> this is so cheesy, but I love it. What are you gaining with the weight? Because I think some people think like this weight is like going to be like the death of me, or if it's going to be like the worst thing ever. But if you can kind of look at it from a lens of like, okay, what am I gaining with this weight? Like life stuff, like maybe I'm gaining like new friendships that are going to feel so fulfilling. Maybe I'm gaining like a better relationship with my partner, like a better sex life, obviously a better relationship with food eventually. So there's like so many things that you can look forward to. That's it. And yes, the the weight gain, uh, definitely recommend for a better sex life. I That's know. all I'm going to say. Yeah. I talk with all my clients. I'm like, let's talk about your sex life because it's not talked about ever in, in recovery. Oh, because eating disorder recovery space is so immature and timid. Yes. I'm like, we need to have more recovery focused content for adults. Yes. It all feels like adolescent. I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I'm just remembering our first session. And you asked me, like, you're like, so, like, how, you asked something about, like, what is your, yeah, how is your sex life or whatever. And I was like, you want, like, positions? (laughs) You were like, my sexual orientation. I was like, no, like, whatever you want to say. Just whatever comes to mind. And I was like, not positions. Good God, Kelsey. I'm like, I mean, if you really want to talk about that, that's (laughs) But it is an interesting realm. I know. I kind of want to have like a whole podcast episode you dedicated should. to it because it was a huge motivator for me in my recovery because you, I guarantee like the libido that you have, if you have any, when you're in your eating disorder is not nearly as great yeah. as it could be. And so many of, so much of my work is like connecting to your body and like, having an orgasm or having sex where you really want to trust me you'll feel connected to your body and you'll be like okay maybe this isn't uh the eating disorder isn't exactly like how i want to feel connected to my body or like having a super small body like it's nice to feel that yeah good um anything else you want to mention talk about um i do have one little anecdote that happened like a couple weeks ago um so I, my boyfriend and I went back to visit his family on the East Coast. And the, so the two of us, we were um, like at this bar, not like a dive bar, but like at the hotel bar. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause we were meeting like his friend and his friend's girlfriend. Um, and it was like later in the evening and we had already had dinner, but like, like a couple hours ago. And so like, and I, like, I was just kind of sitting there cause I didn't know the people and you know, my boyfriend, Matt, he was like talking to his friends and stuff. And so then I just asked the, I asked the bartender, I was like, oh, do you have a dessert menu? And he's like, oh yeah. And so then like, I looked at it and I ordered something. And then, um, so it came and then his, my boyfriend's friend was like, oh, that looks really good. And he was like telling his girlfriend, oh, you should get that. We should share that. And she was like, oh no, I, I had dessert yesterday, so I can't have dessert today. Mm. And I just turned to my boyfriend, Matt, and I go, I, I didn't say it loudly. I didn't mm. want to be rude, but mm-hmm. I was like, 
I'm so glad I'm recovered. Oh my gosh, seriously. Those are like the moments. I'm so, wait, I'm so, I would love to have been there. I'd be like, yes. I'd be like so happy. <laughs> be like behind the bar, like pop out. I'm like, yes, go Kelsey. <laughs> um, that is beautiful. And it's interesting, like you didn't even like think twice. It sounds like you just ordered and then yeah. she said something like that. And you're like, whoa, I can relate to her. And I, I'm so glad I can't anymore. <laughs> like that's n- some nice, healthy comparison, I would say. Um <laughs> So, Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, And thanks for being my friend. And thank you for trusting in me to help you. And it's so interesting because just like being with you now, it's like kind of wild that we work together. Oh, I know. Like Like, it's kind of wild how different the energy is that like you give off and that like, I don't know, it's just like so cool how the eating disorder has like vanished from your life and just how different you are and it feels like it feels like we've just been like friends forever now like totally uh, we yeah i think if you're thinking about getting a coach definitely like look for like a personality mac Mm -hmm. because i think honestly you made it so much easier for me to be vulnerable because we like our energies align yeah yeah that's super important if i ever feel like the energy doesn't align like i'm not gonna be like let's work together (laughs) like i'll be like i don't know i will say it in a nice way but maybe like maybe it's not the time you know or maybe we'll do in the future or something but i think that's a good tip like feel it out it's always a good idea to kind of like see what your options are if you're interested in like any professional help it's weird to call myself a professional (laughs) somebody asked me the other day are you like a professional in this space and i was like no yes you are (laughs) it just feels like it just feels it yeah. still feels new, I guess. Um, but thank you, Kelsey, for being on the show. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. 